You are listening to The Therapy Guy, talking about all things mental health, informing and supporting you when you need it most. Contact us for more information or with any comments and please leave a review if you enjoy what you hear. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to The Therapy Guy. Today I'd like to talk to you about imposter syndrome. It is something that we can all experience at different times in our lives. And for those of you who don't know what it is or haven't heard about it before, an explanation of imposter syndrome is the anxiety or self-doubt that results from persistently undervaluing our competence and role in achieving success, while falsely attributing our accomplishments to luck or external forces. Or it can feel like that nagging doubt that you feel when you don't deserve something like a promotion, a relationship, some praise or reward we might receive in some way. If you feel that you're somehow getting away with something and it's only a matter of time before you get found out or you have that nagging sense that whatever you do is not quite good enough, these can be indicators of imposter syndrome. It can undermine our confidence and self-belief, and no matter how you appear on the outside, it is an internal critical voice suggesting that you're a fraud, you're going to get found out. So if you're nodding yes or identifying some of these things that I have described, then you may have or be experiencing some uh, parts of imposter syndrome. Now. Imposter syndrome isn't a diagnosable psychiatric disorder. It is a combination of different symptoms, thoughts and feelings that add up to an overall feeling. Now we can experience imposter syndrome at any point, but generally we experience it more in our workplace as well as our interactions with others. So I'm going to list a few symptoms that you may identify with and later we can discuss some suggestions for dealing with the overall feeling of not being good enough. So, number one, perfectionism. The anxiety that everything you have to do has to be and look perfect. This can lead to us not trying out new things for fear that you won't be good enough. It can get you to produce some great work or give 100% of yourself to something. But it also can stop you from producing or doing anything for the fear of it not being good enough at all. Two would be overworking. Struggling to switch off or working from home during the evenings, weekends, on our days off. Over-preparing more than you need to for a meeting thinking about every detail, taking on extra work or things you don't really want to do or don't really have the time to do. Struggling with criticism. It can be incredibly difficult for someone with imposter syndrome to hear and accept criticism objectively. You can take these comments or the criticism personally, beating yourself up for not being good enough so dismissing the real reasons for any criticism in the first place. If you find yourself comparing yourself to others, you always feel that other people have a better life than you, 
They seem happier, more confident, more successful, more fulfilled and better in all ways. You can feel that no matter what you do, you still wouldn't be enough. Yet somehow you still feel compelled to try even harder. Praise and compliments can make you feel uncomfortable. While you crave praise, recognition and thanks, you're never really sure what to do with it when you do get it. I mean, they can't mean it, as they don't really know how bad you are. They don't know how you struggle. So you can dismiss compliments and the praise and the recognition that you really would like sometimes. And in the process, you can offend the person that were offering it in the first place. You can feel like a fraud. You're just waiting for that tap on the shoulder to indicate you've been found out and to expose you and to shame you in public. Imposter syndrome may hold you back from applying for a promotion or for drawing, for fear of drawing too much attention to yourself. That's why you work so hard at not revealing any chinks in your armour as you fear being shot down, publicly humiliated. You can also leave employment before you get found out, so you may find yourself drifting from one job to another, or even sometimes one relationship to another, because you feel you're not good enough for that person. So, where does all this begin? From my experiences as a therapist, working with clients who experience imposter syndrome and my own personal experiences of it. I would suggest it starts in the praise or attention we received or didn't receive in our formative year. When you start doing things for yourself and are perhaps told off or punished for not doing it according to your parents, teachers, caregiver standards or not receiving the recognition at all, Think about it. We notice the times when others make mistakes. Yet how many times do we actually acknowledge or comment when somebody gets it right? If you don't receive adequate praise and encouragement from others, including your parents, teachers and caregivers and employers, you can end up internalising that negative view of yourself. And believe you have to work harder to gain this recognition from those around you. You have learnt to believe that you're not good enough. And then we begin to listen to that internal critical voice as always. So how do we overcome imposter syndrome? Believing in yourself isn't something that's going to happen overnight. I wish it was. The process was meant to have been given to us a long time ago by those caregivers, whoever they were. Start acknowledging that this is how you think and feel at times. Once we acknowledge something, we can then begin to take control of it and start changing the small things and build on them from there. We don't have to change everything about who we are. We just have to adapt some of our thinking to suit our needs. Think about it. How many things have you done that have been truly perfect in your life and you've been completely happy with? Understanding that perfection is an opinion. Someone's view of what is perfect 
may be different from others. So who do we listen to? Perfection in our everyday lives is generally not required. Even champion athletes don't get it right all of the time. No one does. Try accepting that it's okay to be the best we can at that moment. We're never really going to satisfy everyone. So we are using our own scale of what is perfect and what is and what isn't. So if that's the case, we can change it, can't we? Constantly overworking can leave you feeling exhausted. And with that constant feeling that we have never done enough and there is so much more to do. Recognising that our mind and body need time to relax and have time off to be working at its best. Think of a car engine. If you're constantly revving it, going rushing around at high speed, it will wear out before it needs to. It won't react or respond in the way that it needs to. We are similar. The more pressure we put ourselves the more we're likely to wear out and make those little mistakes. Rest is important, no matter who you are or what you do. It doesn't have to be putting your feet up for hours on end. It can be making yourself a hot drink, taking five minutes just to drink it while it is still hot. Enjoying watching something on the TV, listening to our favourite song. Next one's slightly more difficult. Learn to take and accept constructive criticism. Recognising that we have a choice over how we interpret the criticism. We can decide to take it personally or understand that it's just someone's opinion. It's not to say that their opinion isn't right. It's just different from ours. Understand that unless someone is being outwardly personal and rude, then it's about their opinion and maybe a misunderstanding. And let's be honest, if they are being rude and personal, we don't need to accept it. Maybe think about the responses you could either give or what you'd like to receive if you were giving constructive criticism to somebody else. Think Like, okay, thanks. I will think about that and get back to you. Thanks for your suggestions. Remember, just because their opinion is different to ours, it's okay. And it's not personal. Think about people who support opposing teams. Each person would suggest that their team is the best and their opinion is better than the other person's. So they're never going to agree. Try and say thank you to praise and compliments. It can be difficult to accept praise and compliments when we have that voice in our head suggesting we aren't good enough. But again, accept that the other person's opinion is theirs. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same as yours. Try saying thank you at the very least. Again, think about how you would feel when you compliment someone and they don't take it, or listen, or dismiss it even. Maybe consider that even a thank you is a compliment. It's also manners, I understand. 
but the person is saying thank you to you because you've done something nice to them. They are thanking you for being a nice person, whether that may be opening a door for someone or giving them a present. They are thanking you for being kind and thoughtful. Trying to think in this balanced way can be difficult to achieve and will take some hard work from yourself. But you have all the strength and determination you need to keep practicing. Think of how long you've been practicing trying to be perfect. All this time, all this effort you've made. You've got this. It will get easier over time. Each time you have that negative thought about yourself. Just attempt to put some rational thought with it at the early stages. So, I'm not saying overwhelm it with positivity. I'm just saying trying to put a rational statement on the end. So, if you think, oh, uh, this piece of work is is no good. Uh, uh, Nobody's going to like it. Try then to add on the end, okay, it's the best that I can do now and I've worked really hard at it. Another example may be if we think, oh, why are they giving this work to me? I'll never be able to do it. Think, well, I'm going to get the advice I need, the guidance. I've done lots of things before that I haven't done. And all I can do is try my best. I may not get that promotion. What about learning from the applying, learning from the process, so that you can get it in the future? Remembering, small things. Don't overthink it. And if it helps, try and think in the third person. So, this is my problem. What would this person say? What would the therapy guy tell me to think? Use someone impartial or someone you respect. I know this is a lot of information, and there's lots more to this subject, and there's lots out there online as usual. But I hope it helps, and if you require any advice or further information and guidance, don't hesitate to contact me. Don't hesitate to send me a message or get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. In the meantime, take care, and for now, this is me, the therapy guy, signing off and wishing you all the best. Thanks for listening to The Therapy Guy. Please don't forget to tell other people about our great podcasts. Horizon Counselling for all your mental health and well-being needs. Contact us today for the support you need. Find us at horizonplymouth.co.uk.